Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. We're all about exploring what it means to be human these days and redefining our place in this world and this universe. With this podcast, we'll take this journey together. On Bite, Tom Keen, who voiced Yoda on Star Wars The Clone Wars, and other characters he told me about in a moment. Voice actor Tom Keen voiced Yoda on Star Wars Clone Wars, and I'm sure he's doing it again on the seventh season as it returns. And he also voiced another character that he'll tell us about. What's also interesting is uh, it's a character who speaks essentially backwards. So, uh, I mean, by now, I guess it's second nature to you. Yeah, the... uh you know, originally I had to think about it a bit, but over the years it's gotten to be, you know, pretty uh, just automatic. And it, it is funny, though, because I try to tell the writers um, uh, on, on various projects, don't put it, we call it Yodis, don't put it in Yodis. Just let me do that, because a lot of times, there's nothing against the writers, but they get it wrong a lot of the times. You know, they're, you know, some of these guys are 25 years old and... and you know their experience with Yoda talking is minimal, <clears throat> so they. Uh, I always just, just put it in English and, and we'll take care of it. And Dave and I, a lot of times, we'll. Uh, you know, it's funny because he and I are, are so in sync with the way we we think Yoda should say something that we'll see something and and I'll give it a first spin and I'll be like, no, nah, that's not right. And he's like, no, nah, that's not right. And usually within you know a few seconds we we go, yep, yeah, that's it. That's how we'd say it. But, now, how I mean, when the series started, the the first episode was very Yoda centric. So you got you went hit the ground running with that, um, and there's also he had some uh, I guess you could say almost new iconic lines to say to the clone troopers yeah. and things. And I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, that's that's uh, still uh, most of the fans say that's their favorite episode or one of them, um, and uh, it was exactly because of that. It was it was so true to. Um, I guess you'd say the original Yoda, um, and and it it did give the character a chance to say a couple things that were very insightful, obviously, because Yoda's good at that. So that did strike a chord. Now, have you already started recording the new season? We've actually finished uh, season three, and they're animating it now. So we'll be probably in the next few months starting on season four. But um, right now they're concentrating on obviously just getting season three off the ground as far as animate, animating everything. So, You know, don't want any spoilers, but can you, uh, as far as Yoda, is there <laughs> some things you can say about what's up with him this, this season? Well, as he's not in a lot of episodes because, again, you know, that's something Dave and I have talked about is that he, even his, his favorite a character as he is for both of us, you know, this is really the clone's story, you know, so... Um, you know, he, he does play a few uh, pivotal parts in a few episodes, but he's more there as a, as a guiding force, you know, telling people where to go and what to do. So, um, you know, there will, be a, uh, there will be a couple of good Yoda episodes. I don't know if season three has anything quite like Ambush, but uh, we were talking about something maybe in season four. There'd be a nice story arc. So, mm-hmm. Now, besides Yoda, who do you do? I'm Admiral Yularen, and uh, I'm also the opening narrator of every episode. You know, the Empire at War as the planet Ryloth falls under attack. <laughs> now, that, that's got to be fun to do those every, uh, you know, because it's, it's obviously a very big departure, and I guess the crawl would just take too long for a TV series. Well, yeah, it was funny because, um, you know, that, that came straight from George originally when they were, you know, putting all this together, was he wanted that old Western serial sort of recap or prologue, I guess, in this case. 
and um, because that's what he grew. I mean, that's what Star Wars is essentially. It's just you know the serial western in space, and uh, and uh, it was funny because it did it really did throw people a lot when it was in the movie, and it, it immediately got criticized by the fans. You know that, that it just wasn't Star Wars. You know, but. It was never intended, you know, uh, to be anything other than something that went on the TV show. So, and it, what did not work perhaps very well in the theater works great on television. And it's and it's fun to see the fans have come around. They're like something they hated so much in the in the theater, they love and on the on the TV. So, yeah, a lot's been made about the style of the animation, but frankly, I really kind of dig it. I've, I certainly have gotten used to it by now. And I, actually, I had no problem when I saw the feature film too. And that was actually a great way to launch this. Uh, but you know, what's you know, what's your take on the animation for the show? Well, the um, you know, I, I I don't know obviously what was going through Dave's mind, uh, but I know that the part of the point of the whole thing was if we're going to do something, we might as well make it different in in a lot of ways. You know, otherwise it's just one more cartoon, you know. And uh, I think part of it was they had. Uh, the, they'd gotten such positive feedback on the style of the, the 2D cartoon network, which is also very angular and very, you know, it moved a little differently. And um, uh, I think that they, they they kept an element of that and then and then uh, improved it and did you know took it obviously much further. But it just uh, you know that's just that Dave you know it was just his style and what what he wanted to that's his stamp you know and George liked it so. What's exciting for me is what the show is really doing is uh, really fleshing out the Star Wars universe. And the funny thing is, uh, just a few months ago, I actually went back and watched Episode 3. And now you see Master Plo, and you see all these other characters that now you know. And, like, when when they die, it it becomes, you know, it's like, oh, man. No, it is funny, because it's exactly what a lot of fans are saying. That's the characters that were background, you know, that were props, essentially, in uh, in the films suddenly have far greater weight and meaning and depth and history, so I think that'll ultimately prove to to improve the whole experience. So. I mean, Yoda's a Jedi master, but I kind of look at him as almost a Zen master. Yeah, no, there's there's a definite you know element of almost a <clears throat> religious leader, you know, and um, and the mystery, of course, you know, that there don't seem to be any other ones, you know. They, I think we see one other. I think we see Yaddle, and uh, other than that, in the entire Star Wars universe, I think there's only been one other uh, Yoda species that was in uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Vandar Tokar. But so you're talking about three of them over a four thousand year period. So where you know where where are they? Where are they? Where, who are they? Where are they from? It's it's a wonderful mystery. I wouldn't mind seeing the show address that a little bit. That'd be fun. Yeah, no, that would be uh, that would be really cool. I I don't again. I I, I haven't heard this from George, but. Uh, I've been told that you know Yoda's kind of a, his favorite character, and it's something that's special to him. And he won't—he just doesn't want to divulge anything because people ask all the time, you know, what is Yoda? Where is he from? And he just goes, I don't know. <laughs> I like whenever they incorporate the theme from the movies for Yoda. That's always cool. Yeah, no, it, it is nice when they uh, anything you know, being being on the age I am uh, and having grown up on Star Wars, anytime there's a hint of anything that resembles the original movies it's like just you know makes your hair stand up so that's good he's had quite a life literally from being a puppet to a cgi character (laughs) and now he's animated yeah no it is uh it is it's amazing to see how it's evolved and i everybody's sort of wondering what they're going to change in the uh 
in the uh, you know the versions that'll be coming out on high def. You know, there's there's going to be they always go back and tweak things. So you know, the fans are the the, bold, the, bold, the boards are rampant with what might be changed, what they'd like to see changed. Of course, everybody wants to have them put back uh, the original so that Han shoots first. <laughs> That's what I'd prefer. But. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but yeah, who knows? But uh, Yeah, I mean, they could do anything. They could replace, you know, the original Yoda with CGI. I don't think they would ever do that. Not, not the originals, but we'll see. It's, it's such an amazing universe. I mean, do you ever t- take a step back and go, this is, this is really big? Yeah, uh, well, it just, it, it was to me growing up. And, and there's this, almost a strange sort of split personality thing that happens when I'm working on it I'm just trying to do the best job I can and be as true to Frank's creation as possible and and I just concentrate on the work and, and then I you know there's so much time that elapse, elapses between the time we record it and the time it's on the air that I then get to watch it just like almost any other fan so it is it's a it is sort of odd because you know I get to look come at it from both perspectives and it is you know, it's become such a phenomenon in a thousand different ways that it just, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody could have ever imagined it would do this, so. I certainly didn't when I first saw the first one, and we lined around the block to see it. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Here's more sci-fi talk with Tony Tolato. As far as uh, recording the show, do you actually record your stuff alone? I do, because I don't live in L.A. anymore, so uh, I have a recording studio in my house. And normally, that would be less than ideal, because whenever possible, if you can get your actors together, I think you get a better performance, just just having everybody there to feed off each other. Um, but because the, the, the three characters I do don't interact, really, hardly ever. I mean, Yoda doesn't interact with people. He just tells them things and tells them what to do and, and makes observations. He really, if you think about it, almost never has a conversation with people. And um, uh, Admiral Yularen, same thing. He's giving orders. So there's very little, you know, back and forth. And, and of course, the opening narrator never talks to anybody. So, <laughs> so in my particular case, it does work out okay that I'm not there. So I like the Admiral, too. I think he's, you know, he's... I don't know what, where he's going to end up, you know, what his well, arc is. Well, well, he ends up ultimately, you know, he, that, that one shot. Again, this is the thing that's so amazing. You know, Yularen was on screen for less than 15 seconds in episode four, and he's that white-haired guy in the white imperial uniform, does not say a word, and uh, and somehow they decided to make that guy who was in, in the, uh, you know, the... Uh, on the Death Star, that he's the guy on on the Clone Wars that runs the uh, the uh, war effort. So, uh, so again, you know, suddenly you're going to go back and look at that and go, oh, that that guy's that guy's got a history, you know. Well, I think what the show has done uh, really assembled an incredible voice talent for this uh, for this series. It's just been amazing. You're certainly included, of course. But it's just, to me, really, some really good people really doing some excellent interpretations of these characters that we know and love. Well, and one of the things they did is, um, you know, they, they really um, sat down and said, you know, they looked outside of the normal cast of characters that are in Hollywood, which I'm part of. But, you know, they, they didn't limit it to just established voiceover people. That's why, you know, Matt Lanter had never done this before, and, and Kat Tabor was relatively new to it as well. So... They um, and Ashley had never done this before either. It was her very first first voiceover audition. So, um, you know, they they didn't let they didn't let that 
cloud their judgment. It was just, you know, who was the best one for that particular part at that time. So, Well, they went with good actors. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't so much what you had done, it's just what could you do. So, If I do have a wish list for Yoda, I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of kicking some butt a little bit. <laughs> I agree. Just go talk to Dave. you got to talk to him. <laughs> He'll talk to George, and uh, maybe something will come out of it. So I love to see that. As far as anything else, what do you have uh, coming up you want to talk about? Well, there's a new Avengers series coming out. Um, I play Ultron on that again. I, I did that on another series, and, um, and uh, so that'll be fun. And uh, they're they're still trying to work out the problems with Wolverine and the X-Men because the first season did really well and they got tied up in some legal issues over in the UK so until they work that out it's kind of on hold so we're still hoping that once they uh, resolve that we'll be back in the studio to do that and what's it like for you to be here at Comic-Con have you had I mean because of who you what you do it's kind of easy for you to walk the floor and things yeah it is uh, well it's, it's not easy for anyone to walk well, the floor that's true <laughs> but the uh, <clears throat> yeah it's uh it's definitely an experience that is unlike any other convention, just because of the sheer size and and uh, density. So it's um, it's hard to um, it is hard to get around. So you know, one of the things that's frustrating to me is I get to the end of the show on a Sunday and I basically hop up and leave two hours early just so I can see some of it because you know I don't get to otherwise. So yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the status is on the television series, the live action, uh, but if they need a Yoda, are you open? <laughs> wow, well, I'll be there. If they'll, uh, <laughs> if they'll have me. I'll, uh, I'll do whatever I can. Have you heard anything about that? No, no more than you have. I mean, yeah. you know, that's, um, I, you know, they, they keep anything uh, that's real information on a pretty short list. So uh, I'm sure there's whole divisions of things grinding away on, on making it happen. But uh, until... Uh, until my agent gets a phone call, I'll have no clue. So, Have you ever had a chance to go to Skywalker Ranch? Yeah, I've been there a few times. Uh, uh, and it's, uh, again, for a fan, it's kind of a, just a surreal experience to be walking around and go, this is where all this stuff happened. You know, I've been to ILM and had them, uh, they did all the motion capture thing on uh, for a game, so my face is actually in it. So that was another amazing experience. It's like, this is where it all occurs. Have you had a... You know, a chance to maybe have a little collectible of Yoda or anything like that? Oh, my my wife is the one that grabs the collectible thing. So I do have a whole shelf in my office, you know, a whole bookcase that she's kind of filled up over the years. So I, I've never had to really make an effort to do that because she grabs things that she likes. And uh, usually her taste is pretty good. So, Have you seen, like, the full-size ones? And all? Yeah, I'm actually, actually I was talking to one of the guys from Gentle Giant last night about getting a giant Clone Wars Yoda. So... Uh, I'm not sure where I'd put it. They're pretty big, but it'd be fun. I walked into a friend's screening room, and he had one of them. It, it, you, you think he's going to, like, move. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm, i, I got to see if I can find one, because she's been asking for years for me to locate something like that. So uh, I think that'd be fun to do. Continued success. It's a great show. Looking forward to the new season. And I guess really just one thing. Uh, for the DVDs, did you do anything uh, in particular for the season that just uh, finished? Well, they... they uh, uh, They've got some a ton of behind-the-scenes stuff and special features. You know, it's it's a little it's a little different than uh, you know than some some uh, behind-the-scenes and best of things, and, and because there really isn't you know it's not like, not like a lot, you don't have a bunch of outtakes, for instance, or something like that. It's it's pretty you know planned, but uh, they're including a lot of things that are you know sketchbooks and and stuff like that. So I, I think the fans will like it. 
Oh, as I said, continued success is a great series. I'm looking forward to it. It's a nice little half hour that I, I don't mind kind of going into that universe and exploring it once in a while. I'm in the boat with you on that. I like it. That's a, I appreciate it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7 is on Disney+, Plus, and all the other seasons as well. For Bite, this is Tony Talata. <laughs> 